So there we go. Lots of just because quotes um, just to follow on. Okay, sing. So thank you for that. And now we are going to have a little chat. Yes, we are. Oh no, yes we are. <laughs> Very smooth. Yes. <laughs> Seamless. Right. So we are carrying on today, thinking about the frontline fruitfulness on the frontline course. And so previously we've looked at. Um, Making good works, thinking about the, what we do every, in our everyday task. Now, to be honest, that really helped me, because probably lots of you know that I'm not a big fan of my day job, so it really helps to think about how God is in our place of work or our school or the things we do day in, day out. But today we're moving on to thinking about the next topic on the course, which is ministering grace and love. Um, now, Kate's going to talk about that in a minute, but before that, I wanted to actually think about what is grace Because grace is a word we use in church, and outside church we think of it quite differently. So it's important that we know what we're talking about. So I think all of us know that grace is a girl's name. We have a grace in our church. We've got four generations of graces in my family. It's a a good biblical name, isn't it? So um, we we understand that use of the word grace. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm not ready for heckling. I really, you know... (laughs) Oh dear. Okay. Um, other uses of the word grace. Um, we know in the dictionary it's a, it's a noun that's synonymous with um, elegance and poise. Anyone who's ever done ballet dancing um, as a child repeatedly told to be more graceful. Not my natural disposition, but there we go. So we understand grace in the form of dancing. And also it has a connotation towards politeness and courteousness. You know, he had the good grace to apologise after he'd done such and such. So there's something there about considering other people's feelings. But within church, it means something more. Okay, it's got a divine meaning, it's got a godly meaning, and it's, and it's different to how we think of grace outside church. So that's what we're going to look at. Um, so there's a little story, it's very little, in Two Kings. And it's about a couple who lived in a place called Shunem probably called Shanem, um, where the prophet Elijah used to pass through. And the wife in the story is described as prominent and influential. She was wealthy, important. So basically, she had um, a lot of influence in the, in the village. And she was able to persuade Elisha to come and have a meal with her and her husband. And then every time he passed through that village, he would stop and he would, he would have a meal with them. Um, and after a while of this happening, the woman said to her husband, Actually, I think this man is a man of God. She didn't say I think. She said, I'm certain he's a man of God. And what I'd like to do is actually build a little room on, the, on our flat roof, put a bed and a lampstand and a chair and a desk there for him. So when he comes, he's got somewhere to stay, which is really nice, isn't it? It's not surprising that back in biblical times, she offered him a meal. That was really common practice. But actually, to build an extension for a visitor, for a stranger that you befriended, that's above and beyond the norm. And the reason I'm saying this story is because this is a really good example of grace, because grace is something that's not the essential thing, which would have been the meal in this case, but it's something that's just because of the extra. It's just because they wanted to show love that bit more, so they went that extra mile and built the extension. And that's what God's grace is like. Okay? He doesn't need to do anything for us. But he chooses to do everything for us. So he's gone way past that extra mile. 
But I think this is really quite hard for us to understand because that's not how the rest of our lives are set up. So right at a very young, yeah, young age, we um, get sticker charts for potty training. Then when we're older, we get exam results as a reward for revision. And for most of us, we spend quite a few years getting paid a salary for seven hours a day at a desk or in a, on a ward or in a kitchen or in a garden or wherever it is. And so there's that reward-based idea. Um, but we can't earn God's forgiveness. We can't earn his healing. We can't earn his peace. We can't en- earn any of the riches that he has to on- offer to us. It's as impossible as it was for Naomi to jump over that £5 note that Kate had a holiday club. <laughs> and if you're not sure what I'm talking about there, ask Naomi, ask Daniel, ask David, because jumping over a £5 note while you're holding your toes is impossible. And we can't earn God's grace just in the same way that we couldn't do that challenge, could we? Um, grace is a gift from God. And it's a gift we can't earn. It's a gift we don't deserve. It's a gift that's totally unmerited, and it's something we're totally unworthy to receive. And we fall into the trap, therefore, thinking it's unacceptable to accept something that's free like this. Because you don't get anything for free. There's always a catch. But it is for free. Justice is a much easier concept to understand, because we can get our head around that. There's logic to having consequences from something Okay, if you push your sibling over, you end up on the naughty step. If you don't do your homework, you get a detention. If you don't um, do your pen display, you get a parking ticket. That makes sense. Uh, But God came along to sit on the naughty step for us. God came along to take our place in the detention room. And God came to pay that fine. And those are gifts that he has on offer for us. We don't need to pay him back. He's not asking us to pay him back. He doesn't need to do any of those things. But he chooses to do those things just because he loves us. And this is a gift he's been giving and giving and giving for a long time now. God didn't need to create the world for us to live in. But he did just because. Just because he loved us. He didn't need to intervene with Moses and Abraham and Jonah and Daniel and all those guys. But he did, just because he loved them. They didn't deserve his help any more than we did. But God chose to give them that gift. God didn't need to send Jesus as a baby to die on the cross for our brokenness. There was no quota of good deeds there was no petition with 10,000 signatures there was no number of likes that we had to get that made God have that reaction he chose to do that just because he loved us and later God didn't need to send the Holy Spirit to comfort us and to help us but he chose to give us that gift just because he loved us there's a theme here isn't there (laughs) He loved us, and the only thing we have to do is receive that gift. But only receiving that gift is massively difficult, because there is no earning it, there is no um, giving anything back. Some people seem to be able to receive a gift of grace like that much more easily than other people. Perhaps they see in themselves a greater need. And there's lots of examples in the Bible. There's the blind man, there's a beggar, there's the leper, there's a prostitute, there's a tax collector, there's a thief hanging on the cross next to Jesus. And they're in such a place they've got nothing left to give. 
They've got no hope. They've got nowhere to go. In their brokenness and all the stuff they've messed up, they couldn't possibly earn their way out of that situation. So accepting that gift of grace there seems perhaps easier, but we're not like that. There's a man in the Bible called Nicodemus who was a Pharisee. It's written about him in John 3. We're more like him. He was from a nice village. He had good morals. He kept good company. He paid his taxes. He maybe even gave a bit of money to charity. Probably read his Bible from time to time. Maybe he went on a little course at church every now and again. You know, quite like us. And he asked Jesus, what do I have to do? What is it I've got to do here? And the way that Jesus was in those days, scandalously, he said, you don't have to do anything. Nicodemus didn't get this. He said, okay, what's the deal then? And Jesus was like, there is no deal You don't have to do anything. There's nothing you can do. It's just about grace. And Jesus went on then to talk about being born again. And I like this. I was an antenatal teacher for a few years, so I can talk about childbirth. It's one of the things I can talk about. So imagine a baby being born. Don't imagine too hard because it can get quite graphic, can't it? But imagine a baby being born. Now the mum is doing all of the work. The baby's just sitting back and enjoying the ride. Okay? There's nothing the baby can do in that situation that's going to influence the outcome. Okay? Um, they're not an acti- active participant in what's going on. They are given the gift of life from all the effort that mum does. And there might be a bit of help from some other adults as well <laughs> that, ed- uh, that are employed to help. And this is exactly the same as the gift of grace from God. Jesus did all the hard work on the cross. And the gift is just there for us to receive but if, like Nicodemus, we don't receive it, then we end up stuck in a place where we're struggling, trying to work things out for ourselves. We're using money, power, job, status, all those things that we've got at our disposal to try and fix stuff. But we fail, and it hurts us, and we suffer unnecessarily. So if we just go back to the beginning, where we thought about the dictionary definition of grace, and we thought about the different kinds of grace, but the Christian grace, the way it's defined... It's like this. Grace is free and it's unmerited. It's the favour of God that's given to us. And it's worked out in the salvation of sinners and the giving of blessings and free gifts from God. So basically, we're saved and we're blessed because of Jesus' hard work and not because of anything we've done. So we heard about the gift of grace, the gift of grace given to us freely, just because from God. But we're also going to hear about something else in a minute. But first of all, I thought we'd play a game. It's a well-known game. Pass the parcel. Mm. Um, Inside this pass the parcel, in every layer, there is something for you who open it. Just because, a bit of a sweet. Uh, but there's also a slip of paper. And it's an imaginary gift, which I'm not going to give you because it's quite big most of the time. And I want you to decide, the person who opens it, whether you would keep this gift or give it away. That's the choice, okay? There's no other choice. We can't have this, but Kate, what if? No, no, no. no. You can either keep the imaginary gift that's on the slip of paper, or you can give it away, and I'm going to give you, like, two seconds to decide. 
Okay, so quite simple. So we play past the parcel. I don't know how we're going to do it because you're all sitting randomly, but we're going to do it, okay? And when the music stops, if you don't know past the parcel, the music stops. If you're holding on to the parcel, you open one layer. One layer. You keep the gift that's in it for yourself, and then you answer the question. You're going to keep what's on the imagined thing. Are you going to give it away? Simple. If you can't read what's on the sheet, someone near you can read it. If you don't want to decide on your own, you can have a quick two-second conflab with someone else and decide. Are we ready? Let's play past the parcel. Music. Music. Oh, yes, good. One layer only, one layer only. <laughs> Got a little gift. Oh, little sweet, nice. It's all the cakes and crisps you can eat. <gasps> the gift is all the cakes and crisps you can eat. Would you keep them or give them away? Continue on. Oh, Margaret! John's doing it correctly because he's actually looking down. You know, you should never look. Rip it open. I love past the parcel, though I've had a few disasters with it, so. Let's not get too excited. Well, I didn't have enough layers at a party and, of course, crying and tears and, oh, it was terrible. Anyway, let's gloss over that. What have you got, Margaret? Have you got a sweet? Oh, can you not open it? Are you all right? Do you need some help? Oh, sorry, I'm getting too excited. I like to make sure it's all taped up, you know. Found it good, excellent. Did you get a sweet? Oh. oh, a new car of your choice. Would you keep it or give it away? Who's going to give it away? Oh, such a generous person. Did you get a sweet as well, Margaret? Just wouldn't want you to miss out on the sweets. Well done. Okay, let's continue on. Oh! Oh! Oh, Nick, how exciting. Did I wrap this too well? Oh! Oh! Yeah, yeah. I did. Yes. Time to yourself to relax. Oh, time to yourself to relax. That's the gift. Keep it. Yes, well done. Okay. Pass that parcel. Oh, give it a throw. That'll do. Oh. At the back. Yeah. 
we got? What have we got? <laughs> a cuddly teddy bear. Oh, would you keep it or give it away? Give it away. Oh, okay, carry on. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> quick juggling with the pass the parcel. What have we got? What have we got? A big house with a big garden. Would you keep it or give it away? Keep that. Oh, yeah. Right. Carry it along. Oh, oh. Good throw. Oh, go on, go on. Open it up, open it up. What's in the parcel? I am getting too excited. Could be the final one, I don't know, because I've lost count. Oh, we just, we've just taken to throwing now. Oh, Cheryl! Open it up, open it up, open it up. Oh, I get too excited. Oh, it's the final one. Just keep, keep. Oh, that was just, that was just to make it a bit bigger. <laughs> To do that. How do you do that? <laughs> I thought it'd be really small, otherwise, everyone would be going like. Oh, what did you get in the middle of the prize? Oh, a thousand pounds. Ooh, what would you do? <laughs> Keep it, give it away. Oh, you're having a. Oh no, that's not allowed. <laughs> that's not allowed. You keep it or you give it away. Um, I'll probably keep it. Oh, well done, everyone. What did you get in the middle, Cheryl? A bag of sweets. Excellent. You can keep those or give them away. It's really up to you. <laughs> Well, anything. If we get gifts, if we get given something, we often think it's ours, don't we? We think, this is my gift, and I can do with it what I want. I can decide whether I'm going to keep that gift. I can decide whether I'm going to give it away. I can decide whether I'm going to do half and half. We think it's ours. And so we can do what we want with it. This is what everyone thinks. It's not just people who, you know, everyone. We get given a gift. This is for us, and we decide what to do. And it was the same, you know, in the Old Testament, in the Bible, the people of God were given a gift. And the gift was that they became God's people. God said, I will be your God, you will be my people. It was a gift. He created them into a people. They knew his love, they knew his grace, they knew his welcome, they knew everything. And he gave them this gift. But 
you know, they thought because it was a gift from God that they could decide what to do with it. Whereas God actually wanted them to pass this gift on. He hadn't given them this gift to keep. He'd given them this gift to pass on to everyone else. So everyone would know what God's love and God's grace and God's mercy and God's welcome was like. But the people of God decided that actually everyone wasn't worthy of this gift. And so they decided to put things in place to make only certain people worthy of this gift. They made laws, they put in place rituals, they did lots of things so that people found it so hard to find this gift of God, this gift of love, this gift of grace, that sometimes they just gave up and thought that they were not worthy of it at all. But then Jesus came, and Jesus turned everything upside down, and he said, how dare you keep this gift that God has given to you to yourselves. You weren't given the gift for yourself. You were given the gift to share with everyone else. And then Jesus did the most outrageous thing. He started sharing this gift of God's love with everyone. Even those people who weren't worthy of it. He shared it with everyone. He shared it with the rich. He shared it with the poor. He shared it with the adults. But he also shared it with the children. He shared it with the men and he shared it with the women. How could he? He shared it with those who were loved by lots of people and those who no one cared about, who were pushed to the edge of society. He shared it with those who were touchable and lovable. He shared it with the untouchable. Those who were well, those who were ill. He shared it with everyone, this wonderful gift of God. And then he chose 12 people, his disciples, to carry on sharing this gift. And he sent them out one day to share this gift with other people. And what he said to them was this. He said, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received this grace, as Emma said. You've received it free. So freely go and give it to other people. Share it by the way you act, by the way you are, by the things you say, by the things you do. And then, of course, that passed down through the generations to us. And we became aware of what God was like because this gift was shared by others. And we now know what this gift is like. But we also are called to not keep it to ourselves, to not just enjoy God's love and God's grace, to not just know that God welcomes, but to actually show others, to show others God's love and God's mercy through the way we act, through the things we say, through the way we are. Because just as he said to the disciples, so Jesus says to us, freely you have received, so freely you should give. We have some gifts here for everyone, not just those who catch the pass of the parcel, but for everyone. They're little parcels, gifts. Emma's wrapped They do have something inside, but also on the bottom they have that verse, freely you have received freely give. So you get a gift, you get what's inside, but also you get a reminder of what you've heard today. You might want to keep the little parcel, put it somewhere to remind you that actually we're not here to keep God's love to ourselves, but we're here to share it with everyone, to give gifts to people regularly. So we're going to sing our next song together now, which is on the theme. It's called Freely, Freely. You have received Freely, Freely Give. And as we sing this, I'd invite you to come and get a gift and take it back to your place and if you can't come up to get one ask someone else to pick one up for you and to give it to you so let's stand to sing